Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, we'll get to more National Football League coming up in 20 minutes. We talk a little Eagles-Browns potentially in the uh, oh, the man. Brazil game. What am I? By the way, what do we call this game? It's not the NFL season opener, but it's like the Friday international game of week one. Remember, uh, what was the uh, Nike ad campaign for the World Cup with like Brazilian soccer? Like... Joga Benito or whatever it was like yeah the, the, beautiful, the game. beautiful game yeah that's what this should be called Joga yes the beautiful game here's 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 Jalen Hurts yeah. limping around and the Eagles unable to pick up a blitz like it's like a, like there's, a, a there's beauty team. in that wait. there's a lot of beauty in that yeah uh quick question Who, who's favorite in the game oh in the Eagles Browns game who's favorite Cleveland yep. I agreed completely. Uh, we'll talk about how much Cleveland should be favored by coming up later this hour here on the show. All of our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour power. I feel like some people may hear that and be like, really? And like, yes, definitely. Are those people, definitely. Are those people alive in the month of January? Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> so no, no question about it. Uh, joining us right now, though, um, we didn't have him on the show last week because it was like the Super Bowl recap show. So we haven't talked to him since we were out in Las Vegas, which was amazing. We loved having Drew and his uh, podcast partner for NBC, Jay Croucher, who we'll hopefully have on the show later this week to talk some NBA awards as we enter the second half of the season. So great to uh, to reconnect with our guy, Drew Dinsick, the whale capper from the NBC Sports Edge and the Deep Dive Podcast. Podcast on Twitter at whale underscore capper. My friend, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Uh, how the hell's it going? Oh, it's going great. Uh, you guys are uh, breaking some news for me. I didn't hear that Cleveland uh, drew the, uh, uh, the Brazil game against. So uh, I just want I just want to say oh, this, okay. not definitely. Peter, Peter King, one of your coworkers at NBC, wrote this morning that he's hearing that that's going to be the matchup. So not confirmed, but we think like at this point in time right now, Drew, Cleveland against Philly will be the, uh, the Jogo Benito game, the beautiful game, uh, yeah. Friday in Brazil, week one. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Uh, not not sure about the decision to send Deshaun Watson to Brazil, but uh, otherwise, uh, that would be a fantastic matchup. Can't hard to argue with that. Uh, well, since we uh, since we talked to you last time, the the Chiefs won the Super Bowl again, <laughs> and uh, and I think you know we we've, we've talked about the Super Bowl market for next year already on this show, and I think it it kind of speaks to like 
the dominance of Mahomes and the Chiefs and like what they're going to be like next year. I think for a lot of people, it's like, why would you bet anybody else to win the Super Bowl next year? Isn't it just going to be the Chiefs? Like there's like an inevitability to the Chiefs where I think like people maybe that would normally be like, oh, I like this team. I like this team. They're kind of just uh, sitting this one out for now and maybe like, I think it's just going to be the Chiefs because Mahomes still playing. Do you think as you start to just really like beginner start to think about next season, do you kind of have that philosophy where like you don't want to bet anybody except the Chiefs or are there other teams you could even see yourself being interested in? Yeah, no, I I, uh, completely agree with the underlying point you're making. Um, And I think it's actually, you know, the last two seasons – Albeit, if you had made an early wager on the Chiefs, you would have been a winner. Um, you know, you, it, it, those were the years that they were supposedly taking their medicine for paying Mahomes, and they win anyway. Um, and now you're kind of coming out of the shadow of the early portion of that contract, and you know you have a, a little bit of a window here where if the Chiefs get a little frisky in free agency and bring in some weapons in the passing game, uh, is it going to surprise you? It shouldn't. <laughs> the, that young nucleus on defense is it's going to get better. Uh, they may bring in a pass rusher. Like, you know, there, there's there's opportunity here for the Chiefs to be an even better team next year than what we saw uh, this season. Uh, and I think ultimately you have to look at, uh, you know, this as sort of, uh, you know, true true blue dynasty building here in, in terms of how many, how many titles can Mahomes win. Um, I don't know how many more rides around the, uh, uh, you know, the, the NFL season Andy Reid has left. Travis Kelsey's probably got one more good, you know, year at the end of his peak uh, here. But um, no, I think expecting the Chiefs to be in the mix, if not the clear favorite for next year, is perfectly rational. And I would also say that, um, you know, the last four or five seasons, uh, or really specifically the last two, really, since the emergence of Josh Allen and the arrival of Burrow and, uh, you know, the continued growth of Lamar Jackson, the AFC has been super, super competitive and uh now you know all of these other challengers is starting to show some cracks they're starting to pay the piper in terms of um you know some of the age you know age on their rosters and uh compensating their quarterbacks and uh you know the the ravens and bills and chargers in particular uh not quite yet for the bengals but coming up they're all going to have to go through the sort of take their medicine phase that the Chiefs went through these last two years. Um, so I think the path back to the Super Bowl is pretty straightforward for the Chiefs, and uh, they should be you know kind of meaningful favorites. I think the path back to the Super Bowl is much tougher for the Niners uh, than it is for the Chiefs because there's now kind of a little bit of a shift in terms of the balance of power. I think in conferences, um, you have a, an up and coming you know young offense in Detroit. Uh, an up-and-coming young offense in Green Bay, uh, you know, two very talented teams in the NFC East with the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles. And, uh, you know, in your own division, you have, uh, you know, a, a, one of the better offensive minds in the game in Sean McVay and the Rams. And so the likelihood that the Niners have, uh, you know, a straightforward pack, path back to the Super Bowl, I think, is, is a lot more uh, in doubt uh, and uh, it's kind of crazy how uh, how things changed that quickly because you know it's if it, it, you know one year ago we would have been like oh man the NFC is so weak the AFC is you know dominant and now it kind of feels like the AFC is uh, a lot more habitable for Kansas City and, and the NFC is going to be more of a dogfight. Drew, let's do this and then we'll turn our attention to the NBA. And it's totally okay if like your answer to this question is 
you don't have one yet because the season, the NFL season literally just ended eight days ago. Is is there anything that you're excited about betting-wise for next season, whether it's a team, I know we just talked about why Kansas City should be the favorite, I agree, but maybe there's a Super Bowl price out there that you think is pretty interesting that you might want to snag. Now, if the price is going to mm, drop, maybe it's something in Coach of the Year, a futures market, or just a thought that you're having heading into the NFL offseason. Um, and again, it's okay if the answer is nothing, and then we can talk some NBA here, but is there anything else that you've got here, betting the National Football League for next season with this season now in the rearview mirror? Yeah, no, it's it's an aggressively nothing, because uh, I don't want to have uh, any 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 type of uh, my bankroll tied up in U.S. dollars for this next, you know, Bitcoin having cycle. Um, I think realistically, the a bet made is probably negative EV, even if it's a good price right now, just because of you know the sort of the dynamics of the market this spring and summer with uh, you know the next Bitcoin having coming up. So um, yeah, I, I it would have to be kind of a, an all you like a all, like a like bet of a lifetime type of price to get. Uh, to get me to put money down on uh, uh, in, in the in the futures pool for the NFL right now, and uh, there's nothing out there that's screaming at me. While you uh, while you wait for this potential opportunity on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that's coming up in the spring, you would have the opportunity to probably bet maybe cash out before this happens, maybe not uh, on NBA Most Valuable Player, which I know you and Jay have thought a lot about and talk a lot about on your show as well. Um, this can be who would you bet. This could be who do you think is actually going to win? Uh, I think there are a lot of potential answers to this question, actually. And I'm curious to get yours here. What do you make of NBA MVP right now? A market that I, I think you probably will be more likely to bet into than something like the Super Bowl winner for next year. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, you know, the time value of money is what it all comes down to because these will get uh, resolved in June. <laughs> so as opposed to February 2025. Um, but the uh, yeah, the um, the MVP market is fascinating. In fact, all of all, like kind of weirdly across the board, I think there are a bunch of missed prices in the awards markets in the NBA. Uh, the only ones that I think are kind of pretty well you know, sailed or DPOI for Rudy and uh, rookie of the year for Wemby. Um, the rest of these markets are, are still very much in flux. And I think we have maybe even have a couple of false favorites. Now, Jokic is not a false favorite necessarily, but the gap in my mind between him and uh, Shea, as far as your, you know, who should be the favorite is pretty narrow. Um, kind of surprised that, you know, the Nuggets, you know, stumble their way into uh, the all-star break, uh, a couple of performances that were just really unimpressive and uh, looks like a team that is going to be perfectly content with about a four seed uh, in the Western conference right now. And, you know, if, if, if for whatever reason he misses time because of injury or, you know, Joel Murray continues to miss time, um, you know, if, if, if there's any kind of a March lull, for the Nuggets like we saw last year, like they could slide even further. And it's tough for me to see that, uh, you know, a team that went from the one seed last year uh, to a four or five or even a six seed this year is, is really going to warrant much MVP consideration for Jokic. Um, you know, he's clearly is the best player in basketball playing right now, as far as I could tell you. But, um, you know, there's more that goes into canning out these awards. And I think the thunder and the path for Shea is get the one seed. Uh, if that's uh, ultimately what they're able to do, uh, then I think he's he's probably you know going to pretty clearly flip Jokic for that uh, top spot. And you know I think a distant third right now is Giannis sitting 
uh, you know, who is, you know, he's accumulating statistical profile. That's pretty impressive, but you know, his team is not putting together, especially uh, compelling winning basketball. And, you know, that will have to change for him to have any chance to run down either of the two at the top, but um, you know, anything in the two to one price range for Shea, I think is a fair play. And uh, you know, I would make the market closer to like uh, 40, 40 uh, and 20 for actually more like 40, 40, 10, and then leave 10 for, you know, just something else crazy like Luca or, you know, tiny, tiny fraction for Tatum, maybe a tiny, tiny fraction for Kawhi, maybe. But uh, the better right now, I think, would be Shea at uh, anything better than two to one. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Monday, talking sports betting with our friend Drew Densick, the Whale Capper from NBC Sports on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. Well, right now, what else is tickling your fancy betting the National Basketball Association? Uh, well, the other <laughs> the two the two awards markets that I'm the hottest on right now are most improved player and six man. Um, I think most improved is fascinating because Tyrese Maxey is showing you a lot of signs that he is kind of looking a little weary. <laughs> the fatigue uh, that is kind of wearing him right now because of you know his efforts to try to carry the offense for the Sixers in the absence of Joel Embiid, I think could have a meaningful impact on you know his overall efficiency and you know just in general his performance down the stretch as opposed to the other way around. People are kind of assuming, well, without Embiid, he's going to be just filling it up on the stat line. Well, yeah, he also might just completely wear down and get hurt and have to miss some time here. So, you know, I think Maxi in general is, is not an especially compelling case for most improved player right now. And, um, you know, the guys that are coming, people are kind of tapping Kobe White and Kaminga and even uh, a little bit of a uh, little momentum, teeny tiny, teeny tiny bit of momentum left on the uh, the goon squad. But uh, if I had one play in that market, it's pretty clearly Jalen Lambs, o- Oklahoma City Thunder. You look at the Darko statistics, he is the most improved player year over year uh, across all, uh, you know, DPM uh, for everyone who played last year. And it's not by a small amount at all. Uh, he has run down, uh, Tyrese Maxey in terms of his just on-court impact offense plus defense. Uh, his EPM uh, just absolutely skyrocketing over the balance of the last year. And again, kind of going back to the Oklahoma City Thunder and their you know ability to truly kind of flex and sweep some of these awards. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're in cruise control for a top two seed in a, in a very uh, crowded Western Conference. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll get a lot of eyeballs here down the stretch. And I think uh, just in general, his uh, you know, step forward into being, you know, the true number two on, uh, you know, a one seed uh, makes a pretty compelling case for him stealing the uh, most improved player from Tyrese Maxey. Well, we appreciate it, brother. Great job as always on the show. Uh, check out NBC Sports Edge uh, with Whale and Jay Croucher, the Deep Dive Podcast with Whale and our buddy Andy Molitor, and Drew is on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. My friend, we appreciate it. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. All right, hey, best of luck, you guys. Our pal Drew Dinsick joining us here on You Better, You Bet. It's not, I don't know why, like I'm I'm rusty, I guess, because I haven't done the show in a week. It's not NBC yeah. Sports Edge anymore, right? It's NBC Sport NBC Sports Bet or something? It's uh, Bet, uh, Bet the Edge, I think is the name of the podcast. Yeah, okay. name of the podcast. I, 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 I knew, I think, I, th- I think like the second time I said it, I was, the second time I said it, I was like, I, I'm sure, I, th- I think this is wrong. And then I was like, what is it? And, and I and I couldn't come up with it. So, like, I have to keep saying it. I have to say something. Like, I'm talking. Right. So, here it is. Some, I guess I was going to keep wrong. Something he pointed to there. Like, we did MVP earlier in the show. I think, like, the sort of the smartest people among us are going to gravitate toward SGA as 
I think there's a sense that even for those people like Jokic is ahead in the polling and whatever, um, when we get to the end, is that what it's going to be? And SGA is definitely like, not like statistically, it's not even close. He's the most appealing candidate. Team's going to win enough games. Um, and I, I think I would make him like the most likely player to win too. I, I think I agree with that. I just, uh, I don't know. It's This is a weird one because it's supposed to be Embiid. So when it's not him, it's kind of like, well, now what? And I feel like that poll was almost like a, well, who did I have in second? Jokic. I, I guess I'll just put him first. That's what that poll felt like. It's so weird. Like, I'm supposed to take that poll way more seriously as just like a reflection of the voters. And I feel like for a lot of them, it was like, well, I had Embiid. I can't do that. All right, Jokic. And like, I don't think like, all right, Jokic. I mean, I said that intentionally with that tone, because like, I kind of think that's how they did it. And so the confidence level behind those votes, I would be really curious about. Maybe they're more confident than I think. But uh, but I'll be curious to kind of see how this plays out. I'd be more into SGA if the price were a little longer. That's why I like some of the Full other time. guys a little better. At least at least a little more excited to bet those other guys if we think this could be a wide-open NBA MVP race coming up this season. On the other side, we think that we'll see the Browns and the Eagles Friday night week one from Brazil. We'll tell you about the projected side and total that we make next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.